Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Morning and welcome to my morning rant. We have been looking at the processes once we get saved and stuff like that. What are we supposed to be doing? And we last looked and we focused a little on John chapter 15, where we see Jesus talks about um, him being the vine and father, the wine dresser, the vine dresser. So we know then that he is interested. We talked about the plans that he has made for us and so forth. And we know that he is interested in what we look like and we can only uh, change our, maintain our changed appearance in Christ. When we step out, we began to look like what we previously looked like, anger and all of the different other uh, parts of us that we behave. And God is interested in our mind, our soul, so that we can save the soul so we can start looking like Jesus and acting like him through these uh, gifts of the spirits that uh, the spirit that we, we, we would change to and become like him. And the Bible tells us that he is working on us. And so it tells us that uh, when we become born again and so forth, that uh, this workmanship begins. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10. Uh, we know that uh, the first one I mentioned to you guys, that once we get saved, it was a major tra- transition with it. We became new creatures. And that spirit man is taken care of. Condition uh, is what we were talking about, that uh, Jesus changed. And because our conditions are changed, um, we are now able to start our journey, if you will, uh, to become like him. Ephesians 2.10 uh, actually tells us that we are uh, his workmanship, if you will. Uh, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should move in them. And so we mentioned a little uh, earlier, uh, yesterday I think it was, when we mentioned uh, this particular scripture. And we know that um, he is working in us so that we, as we maintain our relationship with Jesus Christ and we stay within the boundaries of Jesus Christ and being in him, uh, we said, uh, apart from him, we can do nothing. 
and uh, which I mentioned to you uh, uh, yesterday. So we see that the Bible tells us that um, in First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine, it says, "For we are God's fellow workers; you are God's field, God's building. So we are working with God." As one becomes born again, one becomes educated as to who they are in Christ. And as we begin to step out in that, Jesus tells us, you stay in me, we stay together, and greater things than these will you do in my stead. Why? Because I'm living in you. I'm, I'm going to be working through you and with you along. As he tells us here that um, we are uh, working with God, or we are God's fellow workers. So we're working alongside with God the Father and our God Jesus Christ and our God the Holy Spirit. So we are having fun, if you will. I remember when I was young, um, Christian, and uh, even even before, you know, we, I became a Christian, out there the world has always tell us that when we become born again, a Christian life is boring and all that stuff. And I think that's just what the enemy wants you to, to get into so that you can not um, change kingdom, uh, you know, through the revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, what he did for you. And so that's perfect thing. But I want to let you know that when you become born again, one of the things I believe that is restored for the believer is choice. And I believe that when Jesus was in the um, Garden of Gethsemane, he was battling that. And, uh, he surrendered as a result of no man has ever sweat blood that I know of except for Jesus Christ that there's a record of. And the Bible tells us that everything had to be paid and everything had to be redeemed by uh, shedding of blood. I believe that that aspect right there, and um, he told us what it was, what that battle was, what, what that shedding of blood was. It was the battle for choice. And so Jesus Christ is sitting there um, in the garden at Gethsemane. Pardon me, he was praying, I'm sure. And he knows what he has to do. He has to go on the cross and all the shame and all that stuff. And he didn't, he didn't you know, that wasn't his concern. I believe his, his concern was that he had to be separated from his father, which he had never, ever gone through, ever, from the beginning uh time until that particular day when he died. And so he was uh, wrestling with this choice. And as he's wrestling with the ability to choose, he, I believe, was paying the price so that you and I are not slaves to the flesh. We are not slaves. Anyone outside of being born again in Christ is not a slave to sin like those that are in the children. Uh, children of disobedience and not in the kingdom of darkness. They are a slave to uh, their sin and their behavior. You and I as born-again believers, we are not slaves to that. We have a choice. The price of making one's decision has been paid by the blood of Jesus Christ, and I rejoice in that. So when people tell me that it will be a boring life, I look at them and say, why? Your life is born because you don't have a choice. I have a choice. It tells me that I can choose to behave like you, or I can choose to behave as I am, which is the one that moves in the spirit. You can't do that, but I surely can. And so I believe that it was a lie from the enemy 
and that Jesus Christ paid the price for choosing a choice. And this is uh, one of the things, one of the hallmarks in becoming, uh, I guess, in personal development. They talk about making choices and designing your life based on the choices that you make. And I've told you before that Jesus said to us that we have to uh, we have to engage in personal development. The scripture talks about it. And again, I'll, I'll mention a little of it, but I will um, I will uh, spend some time there, and we're going to go through some of the uh, some of the, uh, the principles by which one grows and have, as I mentioned, the personal development. So let's take a peek at one of those scriptures briefly, so that you can see what I'm talking about. And let's take a look at uh, Philippians chapter two. It says, "Therefore, my beloved." As you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work his good pleasure. So we see that uh, this particular scripture is talking about you and I uh, going through our personal growth, if you will, with God and moving through all of the different changes that are happening to us. And trust me, if you are going to learn about uh, kindness, if you're going to learn about uh, uh, love, if you're going to learn about all of these different things, you and I got some personal growing to do. And so um, this is what is in, and so a lot of Christians surrender that aspect of personal growth uh, as they become born again, just become a lazy Christian and expect God to do it. But God tells us that you guys need to work it out. I provide everything you can and some of the principles that you have to do is abide in me because I am the true vine and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So the father will take you away. So those are in, those are Christians or people that are confessed uh, to become Christians for every branch uh, branch in me that does not bear any fruit. Everyone's whose behavior continues by choice to uh, not to be uh, cleansed by the word, God will cut you off. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So God is interested in you growing up and in your personal development. And he's so interested in it, he has given you all the things by which you can now have to work out your salvation, and that is simply as you and I get information about who we are in Christ Jesus, we then be able to um, live by them. And so as we are doing that, the scripture tells us we are his workmanship. He's working on us. Uh, he has created us in Christ for good works, which God prepared before uh, we should walk in them. So you have to go and find out what it is. And so as you and I are embarking in, on this walk and God uh, being the workmanship and dealing with us and uh, pruning us, pruning our thoughts, um, how we are thinking, pruning how we are speaking, um, these things, because it tells us how we should speak to each other. And since we are this fellow worker with Jesus Christ, uh, we are having some good times. Romans says, and we know that those who love God all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. And we know that as you and I are adapting to this new style, not lifestyle, by 
uh, allowing God to prune us that we are going to have some good fun, if you will. Um, it tells us in, in uh, I think in the book of John, it talks us about becoming the children, the children of God. And as we become the children of God, why? Because we were one slave and we had that mentality of a slave and a child. And uh, Paul talks about it as this kid having all this power and doesn't know how to utilize it because he still thinks like a child. So you and I are recommended, or if you want to, uh, the Bible tells us that we have to uh, learn how to take our dominion, the authority of the believer. Uh, Bob Hagen had preached a sermon about that, which is really a powerful thing. And so as we begin to gain information as to who we are, we then can take our authority and begin to do those things like Jesus did. And so that is the goal, to get to that place where we are now walking worthy of the Lord. Uh, Colossians 10 says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God. So that is the ultimate goal that God has for you and I when it comes um, to our development, if you will, so that we can get to that place that uh, uh, where we are walking by faith. The scripture says that we are able to do all things through Christ which strengthens me, which I, I mentioned to you. And so we are going to see as we are talking that there's a couple of uh, things, the principles by which how we work to attain that lifestyle, if you will. Um, and so it tells us that in Ephesians 4.28, uh, chapter 4, verse 28, it says, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work. So now again, this is a change of behavior as one is growing in your, um, in your personal development, uh, if you will. Um, so here is the change of behavior that God is talking about with a thief. He says, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor and work, doing honest work with his own hands. You could be an entrepreneur, you can do all those things, because the Bible tells us in, in I think in Psalms 91, to prosper the work of your hand. Uh, so you can uh, use the word of God. So you can become, uh, you, if you get a job, still the work of your hand and increasing in the knowledge of God. So here's this thief. See, it tells us that, uh, uh, I apologize. Let me go back and read that for you in Ephesians chapter 4, 28. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands. Why? So that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So, that's a change of behavior. That is how you ought to become as you're doing your personal growth. And that transition right there in Ephesians 4.28 is going to be a difficult transition um, transition for someone who has been programmed in his mind to become a thief and behave like one. And so he or she have to now allow the Jesus that is in them, the Christ in them, as they abide in him to allow this process to happen. Let the thief no longer steal. That's going to be tough because his mind, his uh, mind is programmed on getting everything and whatever he wants to get or she, you know, so that they can uh, get that thing, but rather let him work. So he has to have a mindset now to go and look for a job and that transition is going to be difficult. Doing honest work, no more stealing, no dishonesty, None of that stuff, change of behavior, change of mindset. Why, God, do you want that to happen to me that was a previous thief? So that I may or he may have something to share 
anyone in need. So it's purpose now. And I tell people, that you see, you find in your purpose, you become purposeful. Here is this person, the thief, is an outline to guide that person into progressing, into learning who they are in Christ. And so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So is this man or this woman increasing in the knowledge of God about stealing from people and being honorable and all that stuff? That process is taking place. So that's what we're talking about, fruit being, uh, you're having fruit develop in your life as you become born again. There's a change in your mindset, in your soul. There's a big, uh, change in the way you look at things. You're, you're now acquiring a new perspective within this kingdom. New information comes in, uh, tells us, and you who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked. So he identifies us in Ephesians 2, um, chapter 1. It says that, um, which we once walked. All of us were there, following the course of this world. We, you know, we're just doing everything. As I said, no choice. Following the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that is not is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That's why you see, I, I don't, when I look at someone outside of the kingdom of God, I look at them as children of disobedience, and that the word of God would make them obedient. So, and through my witnessing or my life, the Bible tells us that our life is a witness as well. So we see that um, they are now this uh, working in the sons of disobedience, among whom we were all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, the soul, and where by and were by nature the children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So he identifies perfectly what this is in, in Ephesians, but God. And so I love that little thing, uh, conjunction right there, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, we have been saved. And so it is everything is, is because of God's grace and God's love. And so we see here that you and I are called to change our, our behavior. We are in the, we are his workmanship. He's working on us to create something beautiful so that you and I can, as Colossians 1.10, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good and increasing in knowledge of God. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith, by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is a victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.